Come here. I think if anybody needs a cuddle right about now, it's you and me, right? <laughs> I know. It's been a long time since we've been able to just get cozy like this. I know. I'm sorry. It's been so long. the way it goes. <laughs> How are you doing? Are you okay? <clears throat> yeah, I know. It's not really the, the right question to ask, is it? I know. Come here, give me a hug. Squeeze. Blanket with me. <sighs> yeah, get under that blanket. That's good. <coughs> I know. I, I, I kind of. <laughs> I don't know what to say when people ask me if I'm okay. I don't know because you don't want to say. Um, I'm not okay. You know, I'm pretty awful, actually, and life has just sucker-punched me, and I'm feeling pretty bad, or whatever it is, you know? You don't want to say that to somebody. But at the same time, you don't want to lie and go, Oh, great, how are you, you know? You know? Yeah, it's hard, I know. Because you feel kind of like you're supposed to say you're okay, right? For most people, when they ask, they're just expecting you to say, I'm great, I'm great, great, good, 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 you know. But even when people really mean it, It feels so heavy to just sort of say, yeah, I'm not doing great. Because you feel like you're putting it on them to make you feel better, you know? You're not. You're just trying to say, what's going on with you, you know? I think maybe there should be, like, a special way of saying it. Kind of like... No bullshit. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't bullshit me. Just tell me. Just tell me honestly. How are you? And then the other person can say, Well, today sucked. Or, My life is a one-way ticket to hell. You know? Or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever thing we're going through, you know? I do want to know how you're doing. Just tell it, you know, that I care. Even if there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I'd like to at least lie here with you. And just touch your arm and stroke your skin. 
you know, I'm here. Sometimes that's enough, I think. I hope. I hope. It's so easy to spread yourself thin and especially when everybody has an expectation from you or of you or they need something from you. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like Everyone you know needs something from you. <laughs> in some way. And normally it's okay or you're happy to do it or whatever, but just sometimes, just sometimes you think, oh, wow, I'm not a machine. I'm not even a particularly well-balanced human. <laughs> there are better humans than me at, at helping you. <laughs> so, one thing I know is that it's very good to just lie down in the dark and just close your eyes and cuddle up next to me, feel the sensation of skin on skin, and just take deep breaths and <laughs> float away. I wanna, I wanna tell you about this neat experience I had. I went to a physiotherapist for a massage because I was feeling so much tension and stress that my shoulders are <laughs> like, like two blocks of granite, you know. And uh, so I didn't want one of those day spa massages from a lady. I wanted like a a, like, <laughs> mess you up, totally, like, six foot tall guy <laughs> grinding his, his arms into my back kind of thing, right? Like, pain, you know, you want, the, you want the pain almost. <laughs> so, so I'm lying there, and, um, it turns out I did get a lady, Mrs. But she was like Katinka from from Dodgeball. You know, she was like the strongest little woman. She was tiny, but she was the strongest woman I've ever experienced in my life in, in terms of massage. I couldn't believe strength in her. She messed me up good. She really did. She busted me up. She really she dug those little fingers into me and yow. But anyway. <laughs> She put this music on, this very dreamy music. 
you know, new agey kind of whatever. And for a moment there, I kind of just really sort of just spaced out a bit, and my my mind started to wander. And I imagined myself back when I first lived here. Back when I was quite young and I wanted to fall in love so badly with an Irish boy. I wanted to be Irish so badly. <laughs> and in my little blissed out state, I, I was sort of transported back in time when I was 19 and if you've never been to, to Dublin there's a park in the middle called Stevens Green and there's a little bridge that goes over a section of this little duck pond kind of near the entrance and for some reason I imagined myself on a on a kind of snowy night, which is strange because it doesn't really snow here. Certainly never did then. But I imagined myself on a kind of a snowy night, and I was wearing like a like a one of those kind of old-fashioned coats, you know, that come in at the waist and flare out. You know, the kind where girls wear lace-up boots and long braids on their back, you know. Of course, I had to. I had to figure to wear this in my fantasy, don't we all? <laughs> but in this, in this little moment, this little, this little bliss out moment that I had, I just imagined that I was there with this vague representation of the boy of my dreams, and he kissed me. And I and we kind of floated up very slowly, turning around like you could I could almost see it like it was a, a CGI effect in a movie like we were just kind of floating up off the ground in this very sweet kiss just feeling that 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 moment of falling in love. Where you feel like you're weightless, you feel like you're ten feet off the ground. Yeah. I don't know where this came from. I'd never thought of anything like that before. And I certainly never experienced anything like that. Certainly not levitation. I think I would have mentioned that before now if I had actually levitated, but, but I don't know, it was almost like in that little moment I, I got, I got to have that experience, even though it never happened, obviously, this little magical moment that, that, and this is the key, that remained and will always remain untarnished by reality. 
I had, if I had met someone here and stayed with him and gotten married and had kids and all that stuff, I mean, my life would have turned out completely differently. Maybe better, maybe worse, who knows. But, in some ways, you know, you, it wouldn't have remained this idyllic, romantic, uh, little dream of a young girl, the way it was for me then. And the way it can sort of stay now for me. Makes any sense. And really, when when the music was over and the massage was over, and I was all bruised and battered, and <laughs> she did good though. She did a great job. She did. She she worked on this muscle right here. I'm gonna touch it on you. Where she yeah, that run right there. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Someone like really digging it, like doing a pile driver on you. Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, when I was done, I just <sighs> I felt really peaceful and like I I'd been on a, like a mental vacation kind of, you know. I thought I'd, I'd mention it to you in case you thought about maybe you know, putting on some of that dreamy music. You can find them on Spotify or, you know, just really try to let your mind go and see, see where it goes, you know. Maybe you'll have... I don't, I don't know what you'll have. Maybe you'll have some experience like mine. I don't know. But, it, you know, maybe there's just something in the back of your mind that you kind of always wish would have happened. Or I don't know. It's got to be unique to everybody. But I think our minds need these little, these little what-ifs once in a while, you know? They're harmless and but if you can really get into it in that almost hypnotic, almost alpha wave kind of state, it's almost like you're really experiencing it. You know? I mean, just... There's not much we can do about things not going our way or the way we think we want, you know, but we've, we've got this gift of imagination and I don't know, maybe I just never let myself use it enough. Maybe you don't. Because I know it can, can take up all your time when you're feeling bad. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I know. I'm just moving my... These are my headphones. Don't lie on them. Because I need them. So don't break them. 
I can break them. I can lie on them, but please don't you break them. Okay. So, where was I? Here. We need to get closer. We need to hug a little more. Hmm. Hmm. What was I saying? Alright. Feeling, <laughs> feeling bad can just overwhelm you. You know? Seems to have that power. You know? Like, um, I've been kind of um, researching medicine and stuff again. You know, I was going to be a doctor at one point, or hoped to be. I should, I should clarify. I, I did not have any reason to believe that I would get there, but I hoped I would. <laughs> and I studied. Um, and so I've been kind of listening to podcasts and stuff again and you know what it, <laughs> what it reminds me of is um, you know you have hemoglobin in your blood right yeah this one this this is going to be all over the place tonight I'm just telling you just be prepared you have hemoglobin in your blood which um, oxygen attaches to just in simple terms right and that's how oxygen gets carried. But but you know carbon monoxide? You know, the stuff comes out of your car exhaust and whatever, you know. You know, that's that stuff is it's like hemoglobin loves that stuff. Hemoglobin will just like latch onto that stuff. Hemoglobin just loves that stuff. Or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. But they love each other. And they are so preferentially attached that they knock out all the oxygen. Like, it's just, it's just, like, overwhelming. So, yeah, like, you're in big trouble, you know, if you breathe in carbon monoxide. Because it's just, like, once it meets hemoglobin, oh, it's love at first sight. You know, it just clamps on and doesn't let go. And I think you have to go into a... I don't know, some kind of chamber or something like they do for divers or something. What's that called? Berry, that just, I'm thinking bariatric, isn't that obesity? I'm, t oh, I'm losing my mind. What's that called? Berry, bariatric, is that a bariatric? Anyway, you know what I mean. So the metaphor for me is that like, negative shit in our lives is like carbon monoxide it just knocks out all the good stuff it just completely overwhelms the oxygen the good stuff oxygen doesn't have a chance when carbon monoxide shows up and that's kind of like what our good feelings are like in the in the midst of bad feelings i mean had like physical breakdowns lately physical problems passing out and being sick and didn't eat for five days and just like you know it's all negative emotions it's all it was 
were so powerful, you know. Nothing good has ever had that effect on me or any kind of, you know, analogous effect on me in a good way, you know. So it's like we're kind of wired for bad stuff or something. I've heard that theory. I've heard that, actually. It's an evolutionary advantage to look for and remember negative experiences so that we keep ourselves safe from them next time. But, I don't know. It still sucks, doesn't it? It does. It sucks completely. So maybe these little, these little mind vacations might be, these little what-ifs might be a really good idea. Just pick a moment or let yourself go. Imagine you have a completely different life or your life went in a different direction at one point, maybe. And I'm not saying this to make you sad. I'm not. Don't give me that look. I'm not. I'm not saying this to make you regret your choices in life. I mean, no. I just mean, like, it's like a little mini holiday for your brain. Like, like a little vacation kind of. What if, you know, what if you lived this all your life? You know? It's safe to think about it. You wouldn't have to face all the realities of that life that would have problems in it, because every life does. But it's kind of fun to think, oh, what if I did end up living in New York City or something like I thought I might when I was 15 or something, you know? Whatever. Whatever your grand plans were. You know, maybe you thought you'd be a rock star or something. Did you ever think you'd be around? <laughs> Doesn't everybody at some point? You ever thought about what, like, what if you did? What if you became a rock star? What would your life look like right now? You know? That kind of thing. Just, what if you did become a movie star? What if you were, like, a Hollywood guy right now, you know? What if you did beat the love of your life and you were 18? You had like six kids now or something, you know? Like, I don't know. I just think taking some time out to do a bit of a what if is... It's helped me. I was surprised at how much it helped me to have that little moment. No one fell in love with me when I was 19, but in my mind, someone did. That little moment, someone did. I got to experience it. I thought I might even do like a painting of that image. This couple just, this little kiss, and they're kind of floating above the little bridge in Stephen's Green. Mind you, I'm not a painter, so this could turn out really bad. But, you know, this is where my mind is going. That's what I'm saying. 
it's making me think of things. It's making me imagine and making me think of my Noah and Kate, my book, and it's leading to good things. Put it that way. We need that. We really do. I do, for sure. I'm sure you do too. And you know, it's okay too if you don't want to talk about it. storyteller my whole life I started writing stories when I was five I improv most of my audios I can make up stuff no problem and yet lately I often find myself just without words can't even articulate what I'm feeling. There aren't any words. Me, who has like probably used several hundred thousand of the words that are available in English at one time or another, I just... no words. So if, if people around me or nurses or whatever ask, like... How are you feeling? What's, are you okay? Or whatever. I, I have. I search and I have nothing to say. That's such a strange feeling for me. And I just decided it's okay. I don't have to speak. I don't have to name my emotions. I don't have to explain or justify, or talk. I can be quiet for a while, and and just let it be. I don't know who works for me, or if I can advise you to do that, but it's what it is, and maybe that's what it is for you too, maybe. Maybe you don't want to talk. Maybe you just need to lie here with a friend and just know that you're cared about and empathized with and even understood. And know that you're not alone. This, um, human feeling we have is universal and we all feel it at one time or another. It's it's gotta be enough. There's a connection, you know, to just look into someone's eyes and just say, I I get it. I 
get it and, and you get it and we can just lie here together and enjoy the quiet. And no, I don't mean you don't have to talk. I just mean you don't have to talk about it. You know? I can tell you silly stories about my massage therapist or my little fantasy kisses in Stephen's Green or silly things I'm doing to cope with the stress. Like, I'm cleaning like a demon I'm just I'm like the opposite of a hoarder I'm throwing everything out I'm getting rid of everything I just get I'm just going through my house and just getting rid of junk and stuff I bought a long time ago and never used and it's helping me so I do it to keep busy keep distracted I don't talk about stuff. I just, it's what I do. I just do things. But sometimes I find that I let myself cry and I can cry my eyes out and I can cry and cry and cry. Really big, heavy, sloppy tears that just, you know, pour down my face. I can just sob, you know. But eventually you stop. And you think, well, nothing's changed. I don't know if it helped. Maybe it did. But at times like that, I just get up and I, I go do something. I go throw something out. <laughs> they should do a TV show with me. The anti-hoarder. Let me move in with one of these hoarders for a week. I love throwing stuff out. It gives me such satisfaction. Or recycle it or donate it or whatever. But just get rid of it. Get it out of my house. Like, <laughs> it just makes me feel good. <laughs> get rid of this stuff I don't use. Yeah. I'm terrible for that. I see something and I think, oh, I've that's that's great. I'm gonna use that for sure, and I buy it and never touch it. So I must have a thousand DVDs. DVDs. I have a Netflix subscription. I, you know, on YouTube you can rent pretty much any movie. Why do I have all these DVDs? Because <laughs> I'm old school. That's why.
I am really rambling tonight. Mm, that's okay with you. This is just a silly little <clears throat> cuddle session just to connect and maybe laugh a little bit. <laughs> I wish I had a funny story for you. I don't have an, any animal stories this time. Although, there's a YouTube channel you might want to check out. It's a Canadian woman. I think there's something to Canadian women. I think we're, we're a special breed. But she has this channel called Useless Farm. And she has, I guess, I don't know too much about her, which is ideal, really. I think she's just taken on this project in her life where she's going to raise a bunch of weird animals like llamas and I think they're llamas and an emu or two. Maybe it's an ostrich. I'm not even sure. Some geese and alpacas and things. And she gives them all really boring names like Doug and Karen and Frank and Michael and just she just names them Alan, Jeffrey, you know, just like just <laughs> people names. And she's really she's really delightful and the things these guys get up to, these animals that follow her around now and the personalities on them and stuff. It's just it's it's really quite funny. I I really enjoy her because she's got this very blase attitude like zero fucks given today you know this is this is my life but it's really it's really cute all the things she takes care of and the way they they smell her mouth to see what she's been eating that's what my cats do they've learned but I don't I don't have any animal stories because there's there's no, I haven't had any involvement except for the bird feeder that I have out in my front lawn. And put bird seed out and watch the magpies and seagulls and pigeons and robins and and blue tits. Yeah, you didn't think you'd hear that in this kind of audio, did you? Yeah, yeah I'll say that again, blue tits. Yeah. It's also yellow tits. No, great, great tits. Yeah, hey, that's something you didn't think you'd hear in this audio, right? Great tits and blue tits. Anyway, they just descend on the bird feeder as soon as I'm out of the way. They just, the magpies have learned how to do this acrobatic thing where they hang off the edge of the little feeder and they flap their wings like crazy trying to balance themselves and the, the, the feeders swinging wildly and they're they're way too big for it this feeder is meant for like the little little birds you know these magpies are just <laughs> swinging away just trying to get the the seed and, and there's one kind of seed in this mix that I get that nobody likes. No bird will eat this. It's this little yellow husky thing. I don't even know what it is. They just 
spit them, just throw them out. Just nope, don't like that. They're all over the place. Nobody will eat them. And I just think birdseed people. Come on, you should know this. Why are you putting this in the birdseed? Birds don't like this. It doesn't. It's a waste, right? And magpies do this really neat thing. I'd never seen them do this before. I put out dried mealworms. Yeah, I told you, we're going all over the place subject-wise tonight. Wow. Are you, are you keeping track of how many things we've talked about? We're on to mealworms now. Get these dried mealworms. And apparently robins and everybody love these things. Very good protein. And, um, <laughs> I didn't realize this, but what magpies will do is uh, when food is abundant, they'll actually take a bunch in their beaks and they'll go over to the grass and they bury the mealworms. And, you know, they'll dig a little hole and it's very fastidious and they shove the little mealworms down into the hole and then they put the grass back and and then just for good measure they find a leaf and they put the leaf on top of where they put the mealworms like just so there nobody's gonna find that now so i got all these little mealworm graves all over my front lawn and i I don't know, do they come back for them? I don't know, I've never seen them do that. Like squirrels. Do they forget that they put them there? Like, what? I've never seen a bird do that. But, there you have it. So it's not a great animal story, I'm sorry. But, I'm doing the best I can. Hmm. Have I put you to sleep yet? Do you want me to talk about carbon monoxide more? Because I can, I can talk about gas exchange and that'll definitely put you to sleep. I could discuss, let's see, I could discuss cell respiration, tonicity, um, glomerular filtration rate. That would be fascinating. Kidneys are pretty fascinating, really. I could discuss electrolyte imbalance. I could discuss action potentials. I could discuss the sodium-potassium ATPase pump. Would you like to know about that? You'd be asleep in five seconds. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that one night. Maybe I'll just start talking about phospholipid bilayers and ligands and voltage gates and leaky potassium channels and concentration gradients and osmolarity and osmolality did you know two different things osmolality osmolarity which is all related to osmosis yes See? I can hear you snoring already.
sleepy. I'm glad I actually didn't become a doctor or a nurse. Because I realize I like studying the body. I don't want to practice medicine. For lots of reasons. Lots of reasons. People are actual patients, like actual people are very complicated and unpredictable. <laughs> Not too much fun most of the time. Yeah. But I like the body. The body's fascinating. We have these little things in our nose that <laughs> make the air kind of swirl around like a like a little hurricane and the reason is that it can fling <laughs> stuff against the walls of the nose which is where all the mucus is <laughs> so the idea is if there's bacteria or gunk or stuff it shouldn't be there it gets flung against the side of the nose and stuck to the mucus <laughs> I mean, you want to laugh, don't you? Like, what a great idea. <laughs> That's one way of getting rid of shit you don't want, right? Just, <laughs> just fling that stuff against the mucus wall. There you go. <laughs> oh, bodies are great. And the benefit of this is that it takes a lot to gross me out. Really, I'm not easily grossed out. Seriously, I'm not easily grossed out. You can't be and study various things in the body. It's just, you can't be. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> there's too many things that are just, like, not for queasy stomachs, but... Anyway, I will not talk about that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, so now I've talked your ear off. And, you know, look at all this time that's passed, and you didn't even know the time is passing because you were listening to my inane ramblings, right? <laughs> I didn't say a single thing that makes any sense or matters <laughs> one little bit, but who cares, right? We spent some time together <laughs> cuddling and playing footsies and warming each other up, so I think that counts. That's good. It's a good use of time. <laughs> you didn't have to talk. At all, you didn't have to say anything. I'm just, I have a conversation going for both of us. So, oh no, I'm tired. Can you tell? <laughs> I'm really tired. I've never been so tired in the last couple of months. 
mostly mostly I sleep. <laughs> You're lucky I'm awake right now. Actually, this is a this is a rare moment. I'm conscious, not vertical, but I'm conscious. <laughs> Don't give me a hug. That's it. Hug me. feel so good. You just hold each other. Bodies feels really good. Especially mine. A squishy one. Good to have some squish, I guess. I like that little less squish, but, you know. <laughs> some squish is good. Definitely some squish is very good. So tell me one, one thing that you like. Just tell me anything. One thing you like—a movie or a, a game or a song or. Just tell me. I'll listen. I want to know what you like about it. And I want to know if you've been able to enjoy it recently. And if not, why not? Duh. <laughs> okay, okay. No, it's just the one question. That's good enough. You don't have to answer any more questions. No more interrogation. Okay. So, my sweet thing, you ready to go to sleep? Okay, come here. Mm. Let's just fall asleep. Yes, my foot is shaking. I can't help it. I shake my foot, you know that. Maybe it's nervous energy. I don't know. I just like shaking my foot. Okay, I'll stop. Can't promise I won't start again. It just feels good. I shake my foot. What am I gonna. I don't know. Just shaking my foot. Deal with it. 